Joining us uh, is Jack Edwards. Jack is uh, joining us as part of Fourier's 25 for 25 Marathon, where you can donate at wei.com slash 25 for 25 to donate. It's all to benefit the American Diabetes Association. Jack, how you doing, buddy? It's Lou and Christian. Uh, uh, I'm doing better than Christian's doing right now. So. <laughs> it's hour 25 and a well, half yeah, or so. He's good. Big deal. 25 <laughs> hours. What's, a, what's yeah. another five? Remind, reminds me of a, a night before an exam in college. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, when was the last time you pulled an all-nighter, Jack? What kind of going through history uh, now? Uh, probably um, probably were with some uh, production project um, editing all night. I, I can't remember. They, they blend in together. There have been so many of them, but... Uh, they uh, they weren't as stressful as as college, you know, because I screwed off all semester <laughs> and you know, tried to try to get sixteen sixteen weeks of notes into one night of studying and it never worked. <laughs> all right, so Jack, so um, Bruins they win the other night. I wanted to ask you about Patrice Bergeron, you know, because it's like the team wasn't playing there for a while, right? He didn't have any goals. People were wondering what was going on. He missed a day of practice. Then he comes out, he pops four, he gets another one, he's up to five goals. So what What has changed? Is it just playing again on a regular basis? Yeah, the lows don't get too low for Patrice, and the highs don't get too high unless uh, he's in a uh, locker room that's uh, dripping champagne off the ceiling. But um, this guy is the ultimate professional, and and – uh, you know, he did equal his longest start of the season, seven games without scoring a goal. But um, those seasons turned out okay, and uh, this season is going to turn out okay. I'm, I'm more concerned about the lack of production from the bottom nine forwards. Yeah. Um, we see Nick Foligno coming back into the lineup tonight uh, on uh, Charlie Coyle's right, and Craig Smith bumped down to the third line right wing. Um, Smith has been playing through something because he's clearly not 100%, but um, they need a 100% effort from everybody tonight because Edmonton's 9-2, and two, and they just, just came off a clinker in Detroit, so they're determined not to lose two in a row and... You know, after all, they've got the best player in the NHL right now, Connor McDavid, and Leon Dreisaitl's not far behind him, and he's his line mate. So <laughs> they're going to have their hands full. So we're talking about Jack Edwards. And, Jack, what do you um, what do you make of just how Bruce Cassidy is just kind of handling, you know, some of the players, like production or lack of production? Taylor Hall. Like, yeah. like Taylor Hall. And just you know, calling guys out. I just feel like sometimes I feel like that's a dangerous way of motivating a player. One, especially if it's an old player, and two, if it's really early. Yeah, uh, I think Bruce is well aware that he has only so many matches in his matchbox, and he's very careful about when he burns them. And uh, uh, the the timing of Hall's benching. Uh, <laughs> came one game after Hall was wearing the A on his sweater in Toronto. So uh, that sent a message to the team. And I think it was as much a message to Taylor Hall uh, to pay attention at all times because Hall just had vapor lock a couple of times. It happens to 
many star players, but uh, it happened to him at the worst of times. Um, and um, Bruce decided to send a message to the entire roster that nobody is immune from benching and uh, you get rewarded for your merits on playing time. So uh, if you make a dumb mistake that costs the team, I look forward to uh, grabbing a, a piece of pine for a few shifts. We're talking to Jack Edwards and Jack, um, you got to help me out with this. So Tuka Rask, I saw him on the ice. I think he's working out there with goalie Bob, as a matter of fact. And yeah, it's I know it's a unique relationship, right? And everybody sort of has this understanding that when when healthy, when he's ready to go, he's going to come back on his team. But how how does the league, how, how does the union look at a free agent practicing with a coach on a, on a team? Maybe even starting to would he start to practice maybe with the team itself? I mean, it's still free agent. It's a unique situation. Is it? Will he need to sign some kind of contract in order to do all of this? Like, how, how does this work? <laughs> Frankly, I don't know, Lou. And it is weird, NHL, though, right? Like, it's a unique situation. Yeah, yeah, the NHL is as loose with its regulations as it can be. At the same time, that it's got the hardest cap in all of sports. Because, you know, the salary cap has made 32 teams as equal as they can be. Um, there are some teams that are just flat-out incompetent, and no matter how much money you would allow them to spend <laughs> on players, yeah. they would stink. But, you know, case in point, Arizona. Um, but, uh, you know, the NHL let Tampa Bay blatantly violate this uh, spirit of the salary cap by uh, putting Kucherov on LTIR all season long. And miracle of miracles, he came back the day after the regular season ended, which is when the NHL doesn't enforce the salary cap. And, you know, he had an MVP quality playoffs. And, you know, the league said, ah, that's, that's fine. So... <laughs> I don't know what the regulations are restricting Tukarask's activities in the Bruins' dressing room yeah. and in their facility and using their coach, but um, so far, no punishment. So, <laughs> you know, if you can drive 80 on the Mass Pike, drive 80. Yeah. You know, Jack, speaking of Arizona, you mentioned Arizona, and I heard your beautiful rant. I think it was during the Frederick fight, but in the discussion about the schedule itself, right? Yeah. And the fact that they have to play a home and away with these teams out west, which is, I, I think you just played Florida twice this month. You don't play them again till the third to last game of the year, team in your division. Right. So right. as much as I want to see Connor McDavid every single year, I do. I'm looking forward to seeing him play tonight, especially after what we saw a few nights back. That goal was one of the greatest goals and maybe you know, we've seen in a long, long time. But I do, in a way, I understand what you're saying. You're playing these teams in a division to get to the postseason, and you're only getting three cracks at them, right? Meanwhile, you got to play teams out yeah. west twice. Yeah, and and you know the Canadians come to town Sunday night, and they're they're in a really bad place right now. But the fans are going to be cheering as if it's the deciding game of the Stanley Cup playoff series because the the rivalries are what drives hockey culture and it's a tribal sport and you love to hate your your uh, nearest opponent so um yeah if if they would drop the odd game against the other division in the same conference 
and play one and one against every team in the other conference except uh, rotate four teams so they only play uh, those four teams once at home and not away and once away and not at home. Uh, they would have three home games and three away games against every division opponent. And, and you know, it totally makes sense under the 82-game schedule. It would boost passion in hockey, um, and therefore it will never get done because, because the NHL looks at things that make sense and turns around and walks in the opposite direction. <laughs> It, it's really frustrating yeah. to me. And I know it makes you kind because, of think about like the, the COVID schedule, right? And it actually brought a lot of anger, which we love playing these teams over yeah. and over and over again. I thought it was yeah. outstanding. Okay, so you mentioned it before. I was talking about Connor McDavid coming into the garden tonight. You've seen a lot of hockey. The guy next to you, Andy Brickley, seen a lot of hockey. Where, where, where does Brick put Connor McDavid? Where do you put Connor McDavid? I've never seen a faster skater, and that includes Bobby Orr. Now, you have to take into account that they're skating on two different technologies. You know, the skates Connor McDavid wears are nowhere near as primitive as Orr's. But um, the guy is so fast and so daring and creates so much space with his intimidating speed. Uh, he is truly a phenomenal, um, uh, unique player uh, because of that speed and that playmaking ability. And he, he makes every single player on the ice either better or worse because of the color uh, of his sweater. Because instantly, uh, when McDavid's on the ice, all five skaters on the opposing team are aware of him and give him more space and therefore pay too much attention to him and, Guys like Leon Dreisaitl, who is a world-class player himself, can poach many golden opportunities. And, and, you know, the guy just lights it up. They've played 11 games. He has points in all 11 games so far this season. He's literally unstoppable so Hmm. far. And, And I don't see him slowing down any. Well, it should be a fun one tonight. It should be a fun one for Bruins fans to watch. Uh, I'm sure you guys will have a good time calling this one as well. Jack, we appreciate the time. Looking forward to talking to you next week, buddy. Thanks, Lou. Uh, Christian, you're doing a great thing, and uh, stay awake. (laughs) (laughs) Two more hours. (laughs) Two more hours. All right, right, Jack. Appreciate it. By the way, this hour, Maloney and Fourier brought to you by, I'm sorry, our weekly conversation with Jack Edwards is brought to you by DNC Mechanical, the HVAC experts in Tewksbury, hiring installers right now at DC Mechanical, HVAC.com.